Welcome back, everyone, to The Way We Nerd. Uh, I uh, We are one nerd less again. It seems like it's been our MO this last month. But, you know, it, it's coming up on the holidays, and, and we're going on hiatus. So people are kind of spread thin in, in different places uh, at uh, times we need to pod. Anyway, uh, I'm Dan Villalobos to the right of me. Kyle Baum. Next to him. Joshua Potter. And we are here to talk all things nerdy. Just in the future, Dan, I would prefer, even if I'm to the right of you, to say that I'm to like your far left. Wow. Okay, wow. that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad Kyle mentioned <laughs> wow. that because let's get that out of the way right now. Uh, I'm not even going to talk during this yeah, because I not, would get upset. So I'll just let so, do it because it's. Real. I'm still in mourning. Yeah. Okay. Everybody knows what happened. Unfortunately. Um, even if, you us, live, even if you live under a rock, you yeah, know what happened. Yeah, and in a rock. <laughs> um, if you live in a rock, hide under a rock, because who knows what's about to happen. Yes. Um, yeah. But we still have two months of Obama, and the Obamas left, so... That's a good thing. Let's enjoy that while we have it, and uh, yeah, we're, we're in the meantime, let's, uh, let's be some fucking nerds, because... Yeah. Yep. I just want to I'll say one thing. History... Well, Judge Obama is one of the greatest presidents to ever serve. The guy following him, he's going to make Richard Nixon a hero. I I really, really hope not. I really, really you're don't rooting, you're, think so you're that rooting. my hope is... I hope he is an amazing president. Well, we all do. We, I we, would love it. He's not going to be, <laughs> but like... If he... There's, there's a small sliver of his platform... And now, welcome to politics talk. With, hey, it's, with ner- us, it's nerds. nerdy. It's nerdy. Um, I am a politics nerd. There is a small subset of his thing that is basically like infrastructure. That I'm like, yes, let's do that. Let's I'm spend a shit that. ton of money on infrastructure. And I'm behind um, him claiming that he's going to bring a bunch of jobs here. I'm, I'm behind that. Yeah, guy. that so, I don't know how he's going to do that. Also, either. term limits. I'm okay with the term limits situation too that he wants to impose. So. Get all those people out of Congress that have been but sitting on their asses. The yeah, all the, thing, all, that's all the things complicated. All the things that I, we've mentioned. I, that's well, the job things is universal, but all uh, the other things. Yeah, I'd things. love to have more jobs. I mean, jobs <laughs> sure. is not a problem right now. It's good jobs versus shitty. Jobs, exactly, but. exactly. Obama brought jobs back. They just weren't. I mean, the problem is the way Trump says he's going to bring jobs back is by kicking out Mexicans and getting rid of international <laughs> trade. So, you know, yeah, well, we're fucked if that's what happens, but. Well, in the meantime, yeah, let's get back to this. To the nerd yeah, show. we have other dystopian <coughs> civilizations to discuss. Because for the next four years, we're going we're to need a lot of distractions. And the good thing is, is we're going to get a lot of distractions. We're going to get um, some yes. good distractions. Like, Very good rock is going to be so fucking good for the next four years. Like, I am annoyed that Green Day and NoFX already released albums this year. And I think you also mentioned... Oh, they'll come out with stuff soon. Uh, again, just... com- comedy, television, stand-up comedians. Yep. I mean, this is yeah. going to be a great run for comedy. Like, it's be I went huge. home last night, and I'm like, I am setting a season pass pass for Samantha B. I am not just going to watch the occasional clip online. Like, I am going to need her for the what next four years. She, on? I, I, I... she is on TBS, and she CBS. is the only woman who has a fucking late night show, and she is she's so, so funny. damn good at it. She's so funny. <laughs> she's a very funny woman. And she's very smart. Very, if you very saw smart. if you saw her last night, she took credit for Hillary losing. <laughs> it was it was amazing. She uh, was, she discussed how she was on uh, an episode of Law and Order, uh-huh, and uh-huh. just after that, like six episodes later, it got canceled. She did an interview in Playboy, and then like two days after that issue came out, they announced no more nudity in Playboy. <laughs> <laughs> 
And now here we are. Yeah, here we it are. was really funny. Yeah, she's hilarious. So there's, I love her so much. There's going to be some good stuff on TV for, for as far as that goes. So, yes. But there's some good stuff to, on TV now. Yes. Uh, but do we? But I do just want to say one more thing to yeah. to everybody out there who is not a straight white male like myself and Josh Potter here. Yeah. Um, you know, fuck. Like we're going to be okay, but it's going to suck. But it's nothing that like everything everybody else is going to have to go through and on behalf of white people I'm sorry and on behalf of myself and I think Potter um, we got your back in whatever way we can oh absolutely absolutely it's going to be hard four years and we're going to have to stick together that's that's the thing we got to reach across party lines at this point and well, we, we got to seek, seek out love versus hate and be accepting and be kind and tolerant and generous and all yeah, of the none things of those that we have been our be. problem? No. No. <laughs> but we will stop talking about politics now and move on to the actual nerd stuff. Yes. Uh, well, I was going to ask uh, did anybody here besides me see Doctor Strange? No. Yes. You still haven't seen it? Still hasn't no, seen we it. were all supposed to go see it. And then. You were? Then everybody went so. and saw it, kind of. I, and didn't, I didn't tell know Kyle. we were all supposed to go see I it. I guess I'll go watch well, it. No, I'll no, watch it on my no, phone I want to tomorrow. See the, shut up. <laughs> no, you need to see it like you said. Yeah, I know. I, I'll go see it with you again, and, and I'll go see it in IMAX 3D. Like, I want I want to see it again because they, there's so much happening in that movie, and I'm not going to yeah. spoil it for anybody out there or Kyle. Thank you. Um, Let's next, do it Sunday. Next review. Okay, I'm down. Next Sunday? review Next review when, all, when all four of us are, are, are on here. Uh, um, by the way, Josh Moorhead is missing. I, I forgot to say who was uh, missing in case you didn't hear that. Uh, but... Uh, uh, once all four of us see it, we're going to give a big spoiler. Spoilery. Full. Super spoilery. But anyway, this, there, there's so much happening in this movie. Uh, it's so good. It, it's so it's so beautiful. Like, they, they the money they spent on the special effects were was well worth it in this one because this movie kind of needed that. I mean, we saw, luckily, we got to see a little bit of that at the uh, the science of mm-hmm. uh, the MCU uh, a few weeks yeah. ago. So, um, Kyle, but even that, bro, didn't even, like, touch what you're going to see like, right. there's so much more to it and and yeah. the movie has a real depth to it too like i mean the the whole thing about uh, Stephen strange being uh, the, the arrogant bastard that he is and he is like he's not that likable of a person at first no he's really not so it, to watch his his redemption and then to see like the ending is so fucking good i don't even want to say it like it's one of the best superhero final battles uh put on screen so far like and and, and All right. there's been some good ones, but this was and I want to see that again just for that because like that that scene and and, I, and Potter's smiling because he knows exactly what I'm talking about. It was just yeah, it was well. it was so entertaining and so such a great fucking idea the the way to end it. So hats off to everybody who worked on Doctor Strange. Uh, Potter, what did you think? Uh, I I loved it. I thought um, some of the stuff we talked about, and we'll, we'll get into another Marvel thing that I that Kyle and I discussed. <laughs> yes. Well, we kind of discussed via text, yeah, and then Kyle and I discussed discussion. it more. Um, but yeah, the the great thing I liked about it is it had, like you said, it had a lot of depth to it, and there was a lot of emotion to yeah. it, like a range of emotions. So yeah. I mean, normally we get the the kind of usual superhero drama but action and a little bit of humor but this this had a uh, without without spoiling it too much for Kyle yeah. um, this had a love story that you you care about but it's um, oh that conversation yeah yeah it's it's uh it's done in a way where you're not like oh god they're doing yeah, a love do story oh. uh, it's it's very well done and um, 
Benedict Cumberbatch has such a good range to play in this movie, and he he succeeds. I mean, yeah. I, I love Benedict Cumberbatch. He's he's great in Sherlock. He's he's great uh, in Star Trek Into Darkness. Yeah. Say what you will about that movie, he is great in it. Yeah. Um, so I'm definitely. He was great in Zoolander, and that movie sucked. Oh yeah, yeah. He was hilarious <laughs> in Zoolander. Yeah, it was. I think he's only in like two scenes, but I didn't see Zoolander too. It was it was so like his part was so funny, and in this that that's why. Um, all of the little sarcastic and humorous moments, he just plays so perfectly. This movie does have a lot, a lot of humor, and um, but it's it's not out of place either. Where sometimes no. in, in other Marvel movies, I feel like, oh, okay, yeah, that's funny, but I didn't really need that there. It, it it's it doesn't come back out and hit you. It's it's very well grounded for a psychedelic, weird, um, mystical kind of movie. It's it's very well done. Yeah, well, and very non-stereotypical too. The the way they do everything. It I was, think. you know what? I, what I love, and this is gonna this, this is gonna speak to the the comic nerds out there. Um, it was Ditko, like like oh the yeah, art like the way Absolutely. they the way they did the special effects. I mean, they just basically it seems like they took his panels, put it into a computer, and said and hit a digitize button or something. Like it was just yeah, it, it felt like his art, and it, and it was. Because I, I I don't have a lot of Doctor Strange books, but I have a Neither few. Do I. I have a few, and and Potter, when you mentioned it the other day, how there's issues where he'll spend uh, the entire 22 pages in the Dark Dimension or whatever is that what it's called? The Dark Dimension is something like that. Well, the Dark Dimension, the Astral Plane, Astral Plane, more so yeah. than the Dark there you Dimension. Go. Yeah. But Dark Dimension is just one part of the Astral Plane, but the Astral yeah. Plane, yeah. So, and I and I went back and looked at a couple of them, and you're right. There's there's some where he's like like out of the 22 pages in there, 17 of them are in the Astral Plane, and and yeah. it was just Ditko probably just tripping out on acid and just going oh and just just, <laughs> just drawing whatever it whatever because you know those comic book artists were on heavy drugs in the sixties and seventies <laughs> oh yeah now still but uh, but yeah it was it was it was it was great like it was it gets it gets it's getting lumped in with with Guardians and Ant Man as you know kind of Marvel's you know D list characters and actually not even D list like H J list <laughs> like pretty far down there Iron Man was D list. Yeah, but uh, um, I, I think out of those three, I think Guardians is still my favorite. But I'd have to watch Strange and Ant Man back to back to decide which one I liked more out of those two. Yeah, they're they're because all both of them were just really the way they cleverly pulled off something that was going to be hard, a hard sell to people who aren't yes. comic book fans. Yes, because those are definitely three franchises that are very very weird and very strange. Um, but yeah, I would agree. I think I think Guardians is still my favorite yeah. of those three. I, honestly, though, I wouldn't necessarily lump Ant Man in with them because I think uh, Ant Man is more sciencey than it is out there. It is, but uh, but what I was but it's still kind of strange. What I was comparing was more of the fact that it's 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 just it's those it's those characters that they had a harder sell on because they're not as popular as the characters right. and right. there was a lot of humor involved with all three. Right. Uh, and I mean, you cast basically comedic actors. I mean, with with uh, with Chris Pratt and, and Paul Rudd, and I wouldn't say Benedict is, is is a comedic actor, but he can do comedy very well. Absolutely. And uh, it was uh, it, it just uh, although the thing about it is, is Ant Man did, and I I thought you said this, maybe it was Morehead. Ant Man did have like a little tease to what Str- Strange's world was going to be, like when they went the the yeah, as far as just the. Shrinking down, falling uh, further and further, you know, kind of the molecular world and going beyond that yeah. in a way. Um, 
similar, I guess similar. I, I don't know how much you can say that it's, it's an allusion to what Strange would be, but I guess color-wise and tone-wise, palette-wise, however you want to put it, it's very, very much... Wait, it was more that, yeah. Oh, this was yeah. my question. It's no, this was my question at um, when we left the Marvel Cinematic thing. I think it was on that pod. About um, specifically when he shrinks in Ant-Man, when he shrinks yes. super small and goes yes. like past subatomic, past whatever, yeah. and gets into that weird fractal thing. Right. If that was sort of similar to Strange. Um, oh, so you posed the question. Okay. Yeah, I posed that yeah, question. Yeah, yeah. Like, is was that sort of a similar place to where Doctor Strange Yes, and I think that's where Moorhead, Moorhead kind of took the ball and said it's something about like, the visuals set up like what we're going to see in Strange kind of thing. The, not so yeah. much that it's the same. No, it's not the same place. But, but visually, it's it's very much it's exactly the, the same. same idea. Yeah, um, and that's the other thing too. They made made those those colorful situations and everything seem real. Like you you totally buy it, which is which is great because Doctor Strange is very psychedelic, very astral, very, you know, different planes of existence, all this other stuff. But I bought all of it through the movie. It, it didn't feel out of place to me. So even if you have no knowledge of Doctor Strange, um, and we can talk more about it once once we've all seen it. <laughs> uh, Thanks, guys. Even if you have no knowledge of it, you still come out of it feeling like, okay, I know who this character is. I yeah. know his motivations. I get the idea that he is, you know, projecting his form and doing all this magic stuff and pulling magic in from these other realities and universes that are running parallel to ours or are right on top of ours and so on and so forth. Even even Elena, um, who had no, like, zero knowledge of the character walking in, she came out and we were discussing it as if we had both been reading Doctor Strange since they started, you know, writing that book. Um, my brother's girlfriend, who's who's from Mexico, like like full on, like she was born there, um, and uh, comic books are definitely something she has absolutely no knowledge about. Right. Well, she was very excited to give me my Christmas gift last year, and it was, a, <laughs> it was an awesome Marvel poster, which I just finally put up. But anyway, uh, she came out and she said that's one of her favorite movies ever. Not just favorite comic book movies ever, because my brother movies. has been introducing her to comic book <laughs> movies in three and a half years or four years they've been dating now. That's awesome. And <clears throat> she hasn't seen them all, but she's seen quite a few. And and she seems to have a good time. She, she's, she's a big fan of movies that have like a lot of action, a lot of, a lot of visual stuff. Right. But she said this movie, like in general, like everything about it was made one of her favorite movies ever. And I was like, wow. That's, that's pretty cool. That's like, pretty impressive. So, so yeah. Marvel is still succeeding at, at touching people who aren't. <laughs> nah. I should have said that way. Nah. Reaching people who aren't uh, uh, as well versed in the uh, nerd verse. Sure. Um, so, one last thing on oh, Doctor oh, yeah. Strange. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. got something else? No, no, no. I was no. just going to say, make sure you, everybody listening, and uh, you need to stay through both credits. Yes. There's two end credit scenes, mid credits, and an end. And both of them actually are important. They're not just little gags, which is kind of cool. They they set up something. So, um, it's 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 a very it's a very fun movie, and I and I'm looking forward to seeing it again. So yes, hopefully with you guys. Anyway, uh, so moving on. Uh, what was the name? Did, well, we can go. We can go into. Uh, we can go into Kyle's topic that we discussed via text because it's oh, a the Marvel. very. It's, it's, the it's the a very. Run, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes, it's a very interesting <laughs> exercise. I think. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I was at home 
flipping through the channels and caught like the the last battle plus a little bit of the original Sam Raimi's, Raimi Spider-Man. Yes. Right. And at the end of that movie, Toby. at uh, Harry's dad's funeral. Great scene. Yeah. yeah. Mary Jane goes up to Peter and is like, it's always been you. Like, of course it's you. I love you. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'll always be here for you as a friend. And you see her face drop and you know that it's like killing him to do this. But he has to because he's Spider-Man and and she kisses him, and then as he's walking away, you see she's like, holy fuck, he's Spider-Man. Is. Yeah, that's why he can't. And, like, it was so good, and, like, I, I teared up a little bit. Like, it's been, yeah, it's it's a been really years since I've seen it that is. movie. Yeah, say what you will about Tobey Maguire and Kristen Dunst. They, they had great good. chemistry. I like that. Well, they were and dating they, during that first one. and they That's true. Both the first two were fucking great. Even their performances in the third one, even though she seemed to kind of phone it in a little bit. When they're well, together, it's I good. think that's mm-hmm. a lot of script problems with the script and it's the and the studio intervening and forcing yeah, Venom in and all yeah, of that. that so a whole, that's, 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 that's a whole big yeah. problem. I don't think it's necessarily yeah, sorry, their fault. But, but yeah. It got me thinking about the current Marvel Cinematic Universe and how there's there's no sort of good epic love story anymore in those. They've no. sort of it's fallen to the wayside because now you have fifteen heroes in a movie and all of this other baggage you have to carry for other movies, and there's just too much going on. That how do you also then fit in a good love story? I, I have two things to say about that, um, and I think I mentioned this when we were having the group text. But one of them, well, one of them I didn't. Uh, just to stay on your Spider-Man ending, I love that line and line delivery by Kristen Dunst when she says, uh, "Only a friend, Peter Parker," and her voice kind of breaks. Like you're right, that moment I'm getting teary now thinking about exactly. it. It's, it's, it's a great fucking moment. moment. It yeah. is. Those, those first two Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies were fucking fantastic. Yeah. And the other thing I was going to say was, I think, and in your, and, and and I think you made a point, pal. This love story is just basically a seed, and it's not even growing yet. Um, but uh, the relationship between um, Natasha Romanoff and Bruce Banner, which which yeah. is actually set up pretty early, because I just watched the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, recently, uh, just the other day, actually, and there they have a couple moments in there that it, it, I don't know if Whedon had that plan already, but it's it's almost like he was like, I didn't I didn't catch it the first time around, and I was like, huh. Even though hold she, on, you know, she's let me a, see, let me see if I can figure out what they are. I think okay. I know what one of them is. Okay, to point where he's he's hulked out, and he goes. I don't remember if he goes to punch. But he turns and sees her, and it stops him. Yeah, there. Well, he he's already like I think he's There's like that moment. He's he's fucking like not. in like the big battle where he's like. Yeah, he he. There's a moment where he kind of looks looks at her, and he's gonna stomp or he's gonna do something, yeah. and he stops. Yeah, and he takes off. Yeah, um, that that was one of them. Yes, and the fact that it was Romanoff that was sent to to get the Hulk. Now, mm-hmm. um, this was obviously a. a, a Sam Jack, I can't think of his name. It was the Fury's plan, and uh, and uh, but I think he did because I I think he did because I think he knew Natasha was also going through what a little bit what Bruce was. Yeah. Like there's a monster inside her because yeah. of her past. And like when she which, lets it out, it's, it's exactly yeah. She feels guilty and, and whatever else. Yeah, I love that's one of my favorite parts of Age of Ultron was their relationship and their flirtation and the fact that she's the one who calms him down. Hey, big mm-hmm. guy, you know. 
and and because that's what Betty did for him. Like that was what that's what he needed right. Betty for. And, we're, and you obviously are not going to have Betty in this because there's no reason to have another fucking female character. Like that's why Natalie Portman's not in the Avengers movies, and Billy Pepper is. I think she's in one. Well, Pepper's. Uh, She's not in the second one. She's in the first adventure. She's in the second one. No, she's not in the second one. No, no, they're like, they 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 make an excuse for her not being there or whatever. Yeah, Yeah. they're broken up. They're on a a break. But uh, that was the other one I was going to mention to you, Kyle. That that is a good relationship. It's a good relationship, but it's not a good story. It's not a good love story. Yeah, it's... Because it's it's just banter. It is. That's all the relationship is. I would agree with that. And him asking if he can keep Romanov. Like, it's all just banter. And then she gets in trouble and he has to rescue her like I mean and I know Peter had to rescue Mary Jane but there was no there's no development there they sort Ah. of their relationship came out more or less fully formed but but she saved him Mm -hmm. at the end of three which I thought was kind of cool I forgot about it I just watched Iron Man 3 recently yeah 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 yeah. well yeah no there's Um, there's, I saved you what was the one that you my my thing is I think the best so far, the best developed... And we're just talking MCU, right? Not just another MCU, Marvel movie. Correct, correct. Yeah, just the MCU. Yeah, not, so not Spider-Man, not X-Men, any of those. Because you could you could argue the Scott and Gene relationship is there, and Wolverine coming into the mix. I think the Wolverine-Gene one's better than the Scott and Gene. I agree, yes. It's a better, a better triangle. <laughs> they, don't do, they don't do much And everything. That. But I think the best relationship in the MCU, the, the actual MCU, is uh, Steve Rogers and Agent Carter. I think I think that is a good love story, and I think it's well developed. The problem is it's stretched out. Oh, over, Agent Carter. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's stretched out over several but they, movies. But they never so, get together, though. No, but they don't need to. Is it stretched out over several movies, or is sort, it really well, just the sort one of. movie? It's it's in it's in. Well, it permeates through all three of his movies. Yeah, because she dies in the. She dies in the. Yeah. 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 Yes. But that's but he goes he clearly goes to see her every day. He puts himself through that every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To no, make no, no, sure totally. that she's I mean, okay. But we're, we're, I would all say this like off screen though. In right. The, well, there's the one scene where he's there and the, she she has she has Alzheimer's basically at this point yeah. or whatever. She so she just keeps repeating the same stuff after a certain yeah. point. Switches back and then keeps repeating and that relationship those two is the only romantic relationship in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that to this point has actually made me feel anything. Yes, I would. Yeah, is what I would say. Yeah. I'm not saying that that Black Widow Hulk can't get there, mm-hmm. and if they do it right, it absolutely will get there. Yes, but it's the only one that's made me feel anything. No, I see what you're saying there. Uh, I I I have felt I, I felt the one between the Hulk and and, and Black Widow, but uh, the point I was going to make was when he said Agent Carter, it made me afraid that he was actually talking at first. Uh, it was the Sharon Carter, which I think no, that that, that relationship no, is stupid. Great. Like I, I know it's in the comics, great. but you didn't even. The only reason that anybody saw it coming was if you read the comics and you know that was going to happen. And when it happens, everybody else is just like, and the audience is probably like, I mean, it gives that one fun moment where uh, 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 Falcon and, and uh, what's his name in the car, Falcon yeah. and uh, Falcon Winter and, Soldier, and Bucky. Were, yeah, yeah, they're like, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, like that's fun, but but, yeah. but again, it was developed. No, Completely, that that was the quintessential underdeveloped. I mean, it was just there's yeah. no reason for that and I mean, kiss even at all. Even Scott no, and just because they didn't have one in the movie, that's all. It's underdeveloped. Right, right. That now, one, that know, one could become something. again. There's just it will become something. In, in but Ant-Man again, it's just banter, it and there's yeah. no there's yeah. nothing for them for any of these except you know, and even with Captain and uh, Carter. 
it's it's a it's a relationship that they can't fulfill that they were never going to be able to it was always doomed yeah right um but with like there's no obstacle for any of these relationships you know except the occasional kidnapping you know or being put in danger or and that's why i think the hulk or being frozen that's why I think the Hulk and Black Widow one would be because there's some def- danger there. <laughs> yes, there is. <laughs> yes, and and there's, you know, there's potential for that, but it's never going to be. A focus. It's always going to be the fifth story in a movie, never the second story. Whereas no. Spider-Man, in that first Spider-Man movie, that was the second story. The B story was Peter being in love with Mary Jane. Yeah, and it was, and there was an obstacle. He was Spider-Man. He can't be with her. She is heartbroken. He's heartbroken that he has to do that to her. And it's just great. And you feel things and Mm -hmm. you care because you want them to be together. Right. And it sucks that they can't. And you understand why they can't. And, you know, it's, I don't know. I think part of that. It's good. It's, it's, you know, yeah. Part of why that's there and why that works is it's always been a part of Mm Spider-Man. And people know that and recognize that and are expecting it. But with most of these other superheroes, unless unless you are really, let's say, like on their sixth solo movie, you like you said, you don't really have time to do that. And by that point, then you've established the character. They've been doing stuff for a while, and then you can bring in some of their love interests. They've chosen the way they're going to do these movies, and they've chosen not to have those emotional love stories and that's fine right it's just yeah. it's it's the thing i'm missing from the marvel cinematic universe right now well okay so here's here's the question do you think that that would actually help things more would that serve more of a purpose or do you think it yes. would eventually become a detractor i think i think giving me more of a reason to care about some of these characters other than that they're cool and awesome and have funny quips uh-huh, uh-huh. would be helpful yes okay uh, it's just it's just interesting because I never really thought about it that way until mm-hmm. we had this conversation via text. Yeah, like, like even okay, even for the new Spider-Man, the the Amazing Spider-Man movies. Yeah. Even that love story between the two of them wasn't great. Like it was fine. I liked it. I, it was fine. It wasn't great. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't, it wasn't it was, as good. It as wasn't as good Sam as the first. Might have been movies. too cute for its own good. If you, it was very mumblecorey, very like. You know, millennial, cute. Yeah. Yeah. But if you took... If you took the Sam Raimi Spider-Mans and you kill Mary Jane at the end of the second one, like, I'm gonna fucking ball and lose my shit. Yeah. Right. If you do that in the Amazing Spider-Man, it's like, oh, that sucks. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't... It's... There's not as much emotional connection there. They didn't have to go through as much to get to that point. Whereas right. if you get to the point where Peter and Mary Jane and the second Spider-Man finally decide, you know what, we're going to, let's try, let's try this. Yeah. And then she dies. Like that's going to fucking kill. Like that's going to hurt. Yeah. Well, I, I think, I think we will get, um, and you'll, you'll have to kind of be the judge of it in, in Dr. Strange. It's not fully developed mm-hmm. yet. But I think it's a better. How do I? How do I? Put well, this? I would put it second to the Steve. It's okay. it's in that same vein as Steve and, and Carter. Yeah. Um, but it's not quite as strong as theirs, and right. it, it doesn't need to be just yet. Yeah. But it's it's well, there. And but that's part of the thing I think you run into when you're doing a cinematic universe like this is that 
you don't need to tell the you don't feel the need to tell a story in one movie right you know so you can spread it out over five movies and so right. it's never really quite as effective right I do I do think though that that one uh, we're gonna see that the like the feelings the feelings are there mm-hmm. um, for for the strange relationship. Uh, this stra- it is it's a gonna strange, be strange relationship. Yes, Mr. Doctor. Yes. Um, so yeah, that one I'm looking forward to, and I, I'm looking forward to the new Spider-Man movie to Homecoming, and I think... That one's got a shot. It, it does. Now, and, it concerns me that they're throwing Iron Man in there, and who knows who else. Yeah, but uh, hopefully... Because again, you have to give, like, if Robert Downey Jr. is going to be in your movie, you got to give him a story. Right. You know, it's it's... Right. The amount of money you're going to pay him to use one of the movies you haven't contracted for on that well, is not going to be worth him being in two scenes. Honestly, the best way to do that while we're on that subject is I don't even want to see him in an Iron Man suit. I want him to just be Tony Stark throughout the movie, kind of mentoring Peter and helping him with some tech and things like that, being more of that kind of resource. Now, is that going to happen? Probably not. He's probably going to be in the Iron Man suit there. at yeah. some point. <laughs> Yeah, well, they, like, I want him to be in like two scenes, and that's it. Yeah, actually, I want him to just not either. be in the movie. But, <laughs> you know, well, we don't live in that world anymore. No, considering sorry. considering I know the genie works for Disney and Marvel, or the Mar- I mean, uh, the genie and Marvel both work for Disney, but uh, it's still yeah, make yeah. those wishes happen for you guys. Nope. No, it's okay. We'll see what happens. I just don't want it to be too cluttered because we already have what oh, two villains be. for now, maybe three, and uh, yeah. Three? I don't know. There's definitely well, three. Is, Vol- is it it's it's Vulture, Shocker, Vulture, and... Shocker, and the Tinkerer, I think. Yeah. Which, the Tinkerer kind of goes hand-in-hand with Vulture anyway. So, he probably won't be as, as I big. Was, I thought there was another one. See, and my response to that uh, is, who, who, and who? <laughs> who, who, yeah. and who? You don't know who the Vulture is? The Vulture, I'm surprised. No, I don't know who the Vulture is. He, he basically looks like uh, Bernie, Bernie Sanders with Vulture wings. Oh, That's a, a fair point. He's, he looks like he's just like an old crotchety and, man. And way more wrinkles. Way more wrinkles. Movie comes out. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, but Michael Keaton's playing him, so that's that's going to be that should, should be, be fun. That's part of the problem is like they they did these movies before, and now they're going to sort of purposely. And it was I had the same issue with um, Amazing Spider-Man. Is you know clearly they're trying to go to other villains that weren't used in Raimi Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. And like that's part of the weakest part, especially of that second Amazing Spider-Man. Like, oh, it, it definitely is. He's just well, not, you mean using Electro? Uh, yeah, he's just guy. not a great villain, or at least the he way they portrayed not, him in that movie, he's not a great. And villain. I agree, but the thing about it was, and and, I, and, and this this, this it, the editing room, it fell victim to the editing room because the, the movie had to be faster paced. There's a much more of a backstory to uh, what is Electro's name? I can't think of his name. Jamie Fox. <laughs> no, but his, yeah, I can't think of his. But anyway, Jamie name. Fox's character, uh, uh, the 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 alter ego to Electro, like he he has a grandmother and she neglects him, and he has, like he has a, he has no friends. There's a bunch of like stuff that makes you kind of feel for him a little bit more, and it m- makes him because they they do it a little bit in the movie, but mm-hmm. you know, making him obviously not have hard luck with girls and with friends, but it's it's not enough. Well, and it's like, but, but like I'm not saying it made the movie better, but it would no, I know, him out but more. like those kind of things where it's like he doesn't have any friends and he can't get girls. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's just a shitty motivation to become a super no. villain. <laughs> Hold on, Hold like on. I spent some time on the incel subreddit. Have you guys seen this place? No, uh-uh. 
It is for involuntary celibates. Basically, <laughs> okay. guys who are upset that women won't sleep with them because guys feel like women should sleep with them. Because, <laughs> oh, damn good. it, that's why women are there. Good. Mm, that's, no, that's, and that's it, work, it is some of the most horrendous shit I have ever seen. Ugh. And it's it's like guys who are like, I'm so ugly, I'm hideous, women run away from me, they can't stand me. And then I like check out their YouTube videos and I'm like, this guy's more attractive than I am. <laughs> so well, he's probably chasing models. He's got some other issues then. Like well, it's not his looks that are. And that's the thing. So and what you're saying is he's an asshole, and that's probably why. Uh, and entitled <laughs> and believes that and the, sex is a god-given right. But yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, like you're totally right. That those reasons aren't a, aren't good enough reasons. Now, those are the uh, the, uh, the the parts of the sum of of what Jamie Foxx's character would have been if they would have kept these scenes in. Right. So, in other words, that's that's the outcome. He's bad with women. He's bad with friends because of these other factors. But they don't put that in there, and that all of this combines to creating this alter ego Electro to be a bad guy. Now, I'm not like I said, I'm not saying it's going to make it a better movie, right. but they they have gotten to the point where, like Iron Man two, it fell victim too. It's like they've just become car, like uh, cookie cutter bad guys. Well, and it it's there was a little while, especially early in the MCU, where the bad guy was just a larger version of the good guy. Yeah, it was Iron Man. Was that? Yeah. Hulk was that? <laughs> yeah. Um, Thor wasn't. Well, kind of. He fought wasn't. that one big monster thing. Yeah, but that was a little <laughs> different. Yeah, it was. I know what you're saying. Though. That was the that was the the thing at the uh, from Neverending Story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, we can move on. From yeah. So um, <laughs> we always do this. No, that's fine. It's <laughs> yeah. It's, when we start just, talking just about like again? a half hour deep dive into romance in oh, the Marvel that's right. Cinematic that's, Universe. Yeah, it's, it's fine. fine. It's fine. So okay, it's twenty fine. minutes deep dive. Uh, but that's cool. Uh, <laughs> Twenty minutes of solid gold talk, right? Yeah, that's what we're calling the pod. Solid gold talk. All right, solid gold. Um, so, um, yeah, I guess the, we can uh, let's let's shift to the small screen because we've been talking about big screen stuff. Uh, sure. And then uh, we got some Star Wars and some Westworld to talk about. Just a quick shout out, just because I want to get this out because we're going to forget, as we always do. The Simpsons celebrated its 600th episode uh, yeah. a few weeks ago, and it right. was, what was awesome was it was a Treehouse of Horror, and it, as it should be. I still need so to watch it. You guys should watch it. It yeah. was very funny, yeah. um, I and too. I can't believe Simpsons is on episode 600, and I think it just got renewed for another like four or five seasons or oh, some, some ridiculous oh, amount. It's going to be around for a very, very long time. And they um, want to still do it? I thought they were done. Well, no, they still want to do it. The actors just want more money. The actors wanted more money, but I think they took a pay cut recently. Except for Harry Shearer, because he he, he, um, he didn't want to. Like that was like he was. Well, I know none of them wanted to, but then they sold syndication to Fox or to FX. Interesting. For like a billion and a half dollars. Yeah. So, ah. so yeah, I imagine they're all getting at least some of that. So yeah. I'm sure that all helped. Right. Them sign on. I would say so. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it was <laughs> helped a little. I think bit. I think I'm exaggerating on the four or five seasons, but it got it got it got. I think it got a renewal of some some sort. Wouldn't surprise me. Or contract re up on the on the writers. Yeah. The, well, the they've always said that 
it will go on as long as possible because they are never ever going to give it up. That's, well, because that's, that, Fox. that's the thing about The Simpsons. There's no reason it's, to. The ratings, yeah, the ratings don't. It yeah. may not be the ratings juggernaut it once was, but it's it's been steady for like 15 years. So yeah. it's just like, yeah, I still watch it. I've been watching it since that very first episode in 1989, the Christmas episode. I I, I wish I could say I've been watching it since Tracy Ullman, but I have not. Uh, that's where it I mean, started. I've watched some of those. I, I did too. watch Tracy Ullman back in the day a little bit. Yeah, I didn't, but I, I did not. I I remember Tracy Ullman back in the day, wow, and were, Tracy Ullman I was young at that time. I know, really, no, yes, I was. <laughs> I mean, this was. I think this was after The Simpsons had started. Oh, I see what you're um, saying. Because okay, okay. she was her show. I think was on for a little while. It was. It was, and, she, um, and, and, and it's similar to the one she's doing now, where she just plays a bunch of different I, that's characters. That's what I was going to say. Is has anybody watched the one she's? No, doing I want now? to though, because she's brilliant. Woman. It is so good. She has a couple like ongoing threads. Um, of sketches, and one is Dame Judi Dench. I was about to say that I've seen nice. bits of that, and who, it's so fucking good. Who does like she messes with shit because she's she can get away with it because so she's funny. Dame Judi Dench. She's like yeah. slashing tires. Uh, in the one that she's I saw. Like, oh, I see yeah, that one. I haven't seen it. They haven't got it. Oh, like, really? Okay. The first one I saw. It was just a preview. She's I, like I uh, she's sitting on set with um, Rupert Grant. And okay. he's like, I, I did this movie so I could work with you. She's like, oh, that's so delightful. He's like, I'm going to go hit up her and makeup. I'll be back. And she goes, and he walks away, and she takes his iPad that's sitting there and, like, takes a fork to it and scratches the screen <laughs> and then pours a soda on it oh. and leaves it there. And then he comes back. He's like, oh, my God, what happened to my what happened to my tablet? She's like, oh, some some PA came up and scratched it and poured <laughs> soda on it. He's like. It's insane. You know, I heard the same thing happen to Daniel Craig two weeks ago. I think you were there that day. And she's like, are you saying that I, Dame Judi Dench? Yeah. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, not jewel. Treasure? Yeah, national national treasure, treasure would do such a thing? And he, he thinks for He's like, no, of course not. And then there's another oh, one where she's like man. in a bathroom on the phone and she like, she's grabbing some paper towels, throws them in a toilet. Grabs some more paper towels, throws them in the toilet. Grabs, like, two rolls of toilet paper, throws them in the toilet, and then flushes, and then the attendant comes in, and she's like, oh, it looks like somebody's made quite a mess here. And the attendant's like, was that you? And she's like, you mean me, Judy Dench, national treasure? Do you yeah. think I just go around clogging toilets because I can get away with it? She's like... No, no, of course not. <laughs> I'll say this too. That show it's was so funny. That show was going to win some like makeup awards because it she, better. She it looked, is so when good. When I first saw that for that little preview, yeah. I thought I was watching Judy Dench. I was like, oh, it's hilarious that she's doing it. I was like, wait, that's not actually her. Well, and she it, sounds like Judy Dench. Exactly. She does a great um, like her mannerisms. Maggie Smith. Yeah, yes. Like, she does like Maggie Smith self taping to audition for science fiction films. <laughs> Which is I, really funny. I have, That's I, have, funny. I, have, I have, yeah, I'm definitely. And then have to she's watch got this, this uh, amazing thread where she's playing Angela Merkel, the uh, German chancellor. <laughs> I don't know who that is. She's the head of. She's the president, quote unquote, of Germany. So, so Germany has a has a woman president. Okay. Yes, and it is <laughs> so. Is that America? So funny, because like Germany. <laughs> it's her. It's her and her like right hand aide, and she's just talking about how like. All the other foreign leaders are trying, like, want to fuck her. And it's just like she's like, no, I can't have the poofy hair; it will be too sexy. All right, well, and no, I can't wear that cream suit because they will be staring at my breasts the whole time. It is just, it is so fucking funny. I was so smart. I was sold. And when there I, are when I saw there the preview, are sketches so. on it I don't get. 
because I'm not British. Yeah, I and I watch them, and I'm like, I don't understand why this is funny, but okay, that's it. There's that's the, fair. I love British yeah. comedies. I love British TV in general, but there are times when I'm like, I, I wish I lived in Britain because I guarantee you I would have gotten that joke. Yeah, but, yeah. But anyway, but yeah, yeah I like was anything. I was sold on that show uh, just from the preview, but I'm glad that I got such a ringing endorsement from Kyle, so that makes me even it's, more excited to watch it. So. It's like I was I was watching the second episode, and I got about a third through, and I'm like, I may just not get this show. And then they did, and then it cut to D- Jane, Dame Judi Dench. Yeah. And then it cut to Angela Merkel at like a thing, and she's like, she does this like scat number about Germany. Oh, fiscally no. bailing out half of Europe. And it is so fucking funny. And nah. I'm like, okay, I'm in. Even when I don't get sketches, I'm going to stick around because this is hilarious when I do. How funny. Right on. Yeah. Right, well. So, yeah, it's worth it's uh, definitely worth watching. Right. Let's watch. The, so, what we learned from that is watch a Tracy Oman show and happy, yes. happy 600 uh, Simpsons. Yes. Right. Moving on to some more uh, television, uh, although this is the streaming. Variety. Um, it is. Stranger Things 2 casting news. I don't know what yeah. news this is, so you guys are going to have to take um, this one. Well, you've got... You're breaking it for me. Um, Angela Merkel? No. no. Tracy Ullman? <laughs> but you've got uh, Linnea Berthelsen, uh, who I have not heard of before, but apparently... <laughs> She, that is I thought, news. I thought you were going to drop some casting <laughs> bombshell. No, there are. There, there's more. Oh, okay. just, just hang on. Just hang on. We're starting small. Okay. Just hang on. Um, so apparently she's going to play an emotionally damaged, magnetic young woman who suffered a great loss as a child. So um, apparently she doesn't live in Hawkins, but uh, she's mysteriously connected to the supernatural events at the lab. So that's that's an interesting okay, thing to think about. I was hoping that wasn't going to be like 11, uh, like grown up. And I'm like, no, no. Don't get rid of that girl. She's from, she's plays kind of, eleven. I they think would eleven never. is going to be back, from what I've heard. So. Rumor, but she's going to turn twelve. No, what? <laughs> um, also, Will Byers is Wait, maybe trying to get back no, into okay. the Upside Down. So you've got that as a story thread potentially, uh-huh. which right. is interesting. Uh-huh. Um, especially the way we see him at the end of season one. Yeah, with I the need to watch it again, everything. Uh, Sean Astin has also been cast. All right. Which is great. That one I heard, actually, now that you mention yes. it. And that is very exciting because I love... I mean, uh, you do a show that is pretty much Goonies in the Stephen King world. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you yeah. got to have the head Goonie. Yeah. <laughs> you well, got to have Mikey. And this is our time down here! His character apparently is in charge of the local Hawkins Radio Shack. So that, <laughs> that right there is... That's just funny. That's just funny to me. Yeah. Dude, yes. I, I would love. I would love if he's basically not playing Mikey, but he's a similar a kind nerd, of thing. Basically. Where yeah, where like he, him and his friends had adventures when he was younger, and he's like yeah. believes them because of yeah. that kind of thing. Like I would love if that's what he is. Yeah, he's like you've been to the Upside Down. Yeah, um, and then the I went other, to the Upside Down ones. I have a story to tell you, boys. The other big Andrew. one is Paul Reiser has also been cast. Paul Reiser, oh, wow, yeah, from Aliens and Whiplash. Are the two and mad ones. about you and mad about you? Right? I was about to say I was like I was like you pick the two two ones yeah. that are actually good that are on his resume and then Kyle yeah. mentions the one that's no. mad, about you, like mad about you. I never did. I Interesting. Never did. And uh, the funny thing was, it, I always wanted to get into it because it was you know it was around during the Friends and Seinfeld era, and that's when NBC was just yeah. kicking ass. Yeah. And they had a couple crossover episodes with them because it was it uh, was on. Ursula. It started before Friends. Yeah. Yeah. Because Kudrow was on. Kudrow was on. Because uh, she was supposed to be. In that show, more as Ursula, right? Or not more, but she in, was she was recurring, yeah. and then they cast her in Friends, but and she, then they decided to make 
Yeah, them, them twins, twins, which was pretty brilliant. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. So, um, and Joey falling in, falling for her. That his his character is going to be uh, Doctor Owens, and he is a high ranking member within the Department of Energy on a cleanup assignment. So, okay. he's basically there probably to clean he's up like the mess. He's like the new Matthew Modine. Yes, but so he's basically playing, we still kind of playing Matthew his character Modine's from Alien. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, exactly. He's playing he's, he's playing the guy. Wayland company yeah. asshole yeah. that yeah, wants to man. collect samples and he's use them as bioweapons. That's what's going to happen. That was one of my favorite deaths in, in movie history because oh, that yeah. guy was such a fucking slime bag. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot how much, how to... Detestably wasn't. Oh, he's awful. Recently. He's so Such awful. A... But but that's perfect because the season two is supposed to be. It's supposed to take a lot of cues from the Goonies and from Aliens specifically. Okay. So casting some people from those franchises yeah. is is great. So that is that is the casting news. I'm very excited for speaking of board, Paul Reiser. Speaking of which, right? work. And this is I just like a him. side note. We don't have to go too deep in this, but we kept <laughs> Dan, talking about. Have you met us? Yes. Yeah. Come on. We won't this time. No, I promise. Uh, we were talking about a couple of movies that have been celebrating their 30th anniversary this year with the Aliens, Big Trouble in Little China, a couple other ones. I can't remember what the other right. ones were. Uh, but another one I just found out is 30 years old is the uh, Jackie Chan's version of Indiana Jones, which is one of my favorite of his movies. It's called Armor of the God or Armor of God. Huh. You guys should see that. This is the I this is the movie. This is the movie where Jackie Chan did a stunt, the only stunt where he he literally almost died. Like he he fell from from a branch, hit his head, and and uh, it cracked a hole in his skull, and he had to have surgery. Ah. And he has a permanent hole in his skull that's filled in by a little piece of plastic on the back of his neck. Wow, that's yeah, that is it's, crazy. It's it his character is named Jackie, of course, but of he course. is the Asian hawk. And it's so it's okay. it's a really good Indiana Jones. Uh, uh, I don't want to call it a parody, but Indiana Jones, uh, not not homage. Yeah, homage is a good one. I was thinking of trying to think of another word, but anyway, but yeah, homage is good. It's it's very it's very rip off. Yeah, uh, the, the, there, there's a there's a there's a I know there's a word inspired. That's, yes, inspired is a good way to do it. Yeah, but anyway, uh, yeah, you guys should check it out. But it's it's, it's also how it's about celebrating its thirtieth right. anniversary. Nice. Uh, nice. Um, real quick, just to mention, because I would like your guys' thoughts on this. Yeah. Um, and then we can move into oh, juicier, juicier things. Uh, Starship Troopers is getting a reboot, apparently. Columbia Pictures is doing a, a reboot of the Starship Troopers movie. And it's going to be penned by the same guys that are writing Baywatch. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm excited yeah. for that Baywatch movie. Well, okay. Here's, well, look, Starship Troopers was a comedy. It was, but well, and, and so it, it's Verhoeven's version of it. But the book is yeah. not. That's what no, I was going to say. The book is, is satire, but it's still, yes. it's still. I mean, the still, movie's satire. It's just it is, but it's, it's just a little more funny. But I'll, although yeah, I, I will reserve song. judgment, though, has these guys written anything else besides Baywatch? Um, I don't know. I'd have to look and see, but um, because I am actually looking forward to an R-rated Baywatch starring The Rock. It's I mean, so I guess hilarious. I guess the yeah. producer behind the Fast and Furious franchise is mm-hmm. producing with Toby Jaffe. Okay, so. I, I hope what that means is we're gonna get we're gonna get some comedy and satire in there clearly because uh, I mean we don't know about Baywatch yet but I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that the Baywatch movie Robert will ben be very Garan? satirical and Justin Malin or is it somebody else well, no it's uh, Neil H Moritz the oh Neil Moritz yes oh I think that's writers. the producer no but the writers sorry the oh, writers no we need writers yeah he's looking up the writers yeah yeah, yeah. oh okay I want to see what else they've done besides Baywatch. The writers are um, Mark Swift and Damian Shannon. Those, right. are, those well, are the I'll, Baywatch I'll, guys. I'll but. say this right now with Starship Troopers. 
I love the movie. I'm not saying I, did I too. don't. Oh I'm no, not saying I don't. It was it was hilarious. When I first awesome. saw it, it was that was definitely one of my favorite movies of that year. And I, I I think I saw it two or three times in the theater, at least twice, but maybe three. And uh, <laughs> I love Jake Busey in that movie. But anyway, I, I just <laughs> yeah. I just love that movie yes. in general. It's it's so good. And and, and what the fuck happened to Casper Van Dien? That guy just disappeared. But uh, he, uh, um, he goes to conventions now. He was, he was his he was career was stolen by James Marsden. Oh, yeah, I think James Marsden is a little better actor too. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was right to happen. That's right. Like, that's right. That is a that is what Bill Simmons would call a market correction. Yes, that was yeah. Like, yeah uh, Casper, I think he's been in a few uh, a few faith based movies uh, here and there. Um, but yeah, uh, and some really bad low budget horror. Movies. But I'll, I'll say this: so yeah, I love the movie, but. The novel is one of my favorite books ever. Like, I love that book so fucking much. Mark Swift wrote the yes. 2003 Freddy Which versus I read Jason. the movie. Oh. And the story on oh. the 2009 Friday the 13th. Okay. And so, Baywatch, I love something called Jason. Untitled Bermuda Triangle. Something okay. called Power and Glory. Something called Genie. Something called Genies. So it's probably the same thing. <laughs> something <laughs> called Old Lucky Day. And then the Untitled oh, Damien Shannon slash Mark Swift Project. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. Well, well that, that tells Damien me Shannon. that there is going to be some comedy, most likely, to this. Yeah, okay. This all the same stuff is written, but they're partners. Yeah. yeah. All of it's them. So they've written Friday the 13th. The story Which, of Friday the Thirteenth. I I really enjoyed I the remakes of of Friday the Thirteenth and Nightmare. Um, really, so many people didn't like the Nightmare one. I, I liked I, it. I thought it was fine. <laughs> now, is it is it as good as the original? Hell no, hell no. But it was fine. I I thought Jackie Earl Haley was a great Freddy. Yeah. Um, I think they they probably could but, have just. I mean, I think it was smart originally when they more. Uh, uh, Made it a, uh, a possibility that he molested these kids, whereas in the new one they made it. The, oh, he definitely, molester. yeah, he so, definitely did. Because yeah. the thing about Freddy is, it's 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 better to have, and I guess murdering kids is a bad thing too, obviously. But for some reason, raping them is a lot worse. Which yeah, that was a great that was a great joke by a uh, 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 Louis C.K., which we won't get into now because I always <laughs> butcher it. But all about that. But uh, the but the but if I found a kid who was already dead, <laughs> no, I haven't heard that. One. Oh, that's oh. another one. That's a good one too. That's, yeah, <laughs> uh, that sounds like a good one too. No, uh, it's a good but one. he was just talking about how the fact that we 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 see ch- child rapists as worse than child murderers. Like it's better off to you know murder the kid and than rape him. And the thing about it, I didn't get too dark on this. Uh, right. To right. Try to keep Freddie somewhat likable. I'm glad they took that out. So I think they should have left that out in the new one too. Because I don't know. It just, it just, yeah. I like Freddy as being scary, not creepy. Yes, Does that makes sense. No, that makes sense. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So yeah. A- anyway, I mean, if these guys wrote Freddy versus Jason as well, which, yeah, like which was one. pure schlocky camp, and I loved it. I mean, it was it was great. It had a character that was obviously supposed to be Jason Mewes. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I think they even probably tried to cast him, but that was probably in his. I, I'm he was probably days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was around the time when he didn't get to be in Cop Out because of his drug, Damn drug problem. Yeah, nothing would have helped that movie. Even though I kind of like it, I didn't hate Cop Out. <laughs> I didn't I like hate it. it but I love Tracy love Morgan. I love Tracy. He's really. It good. wasn't as good Tracy as the Morgan. other guys. No. Yep. The other guys was really good. Yes, um, the other guys was hilarious. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Starship Troopers reboot. Well, I'm, we'll, uh, I'm, we'll wait to see. I'm cool with that. How that pans out as, yeah. as we get more information, but I'm I'm tentatively excited about that. Yeah. Just to see. I, I hope they go. I, I hope they go a little bit darker and more actiony, but also still keep the satirical thing to it. Plus, you know what I loved about that movie was that was 
that was when NPH wasn't really doing much. Like it was like between Doogie Howser and his yeah, and How I Met Your Mother. It's exactly. so random that he's in that movie but, too. Uh, it's it's so really good in that movie. Oh, he is. Yeah, he's, he's hilarious so good in that movie. Yeah, yeah. So I, I guess all I can say is, would you like? To I know love more? that scene. <laughs> I love that. Yes. Which <laughs> actually <laughs> leads me to if we're done with television. Yeah. yeah well, well, sort of. Movies. Sort of. I mean, not other than Westworld. Right. Okay. We'll come back to okay, Westworld. That's fair. Um, that is movies, but shut up. <laughs> basically. But no, um, two video game things I want to talk about. Really oh, yeah, quick. Yes. One will yes. just probably be a mention because I don't know if anybody's played either the first or the new one of this. Okay. Titanfall 2 came out recently. I have you told me to play bits it, of the first one, but I haven't played it all the way through, so I'm not the, very familiar with it. The first one is basically just a multiplayer game. Right. And it released okay. as sort of a framework, and then they ended up adding a bunch of multiplayer modes and all that stuff to it. Okay. But it's awesome. It is an awesome game, the first one. It's a shooter with mechs. So you you start off with just, in a, in a normal match, you start off with just, you have your pilots, and then there are, like, grunts and other things that are sort of uh, bots uh-huh. that run around. So you can kill yeah. those and get points, and then you kill other pilots and get points. And you can, like, run along walls, and, like, it's very sort of action, very fast-paced. And then as enough time goes by, you get your Titan. You get your mech. And it drops down from orbit, and you can climb in it, and you can go fight other mechs and try to kill pilots. Sweet. It is remarkably well-balanced between those two different versions of it. Okay. And it's an amazing game. The biggest knock on the first one was that there was no story mode. They had a campaign mode, but it was all multiplayer, and you just sort of played the maps in an order, and there was some voiceover that happened as you were playing about, like, what's happening. Yeah. Okay. Um, that sounds like that sounds like an engine they should use to make a Pacific Rim game. Mm. Yes. Kind mm. of. Yeah, maybe. Um, Especially if you could somehow figure it out where you, you, you'd have to be a dual pilot, like, like in the movie. Yeah, that's interesting. That is interesting. Fun to do. Yeah. But anyway, sorry, go ahead. But, uh, so, Titanfall 2 came out. And there's a campaign. The campaign's apparently about six or seven, eight hours, which is about what it is for most first-person shooters now. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty I'm about halfway through it. It is awesome. It is so much fun. There's some really creative platforming stuff they do, and your robot is awesome. Like, there's, there's a point early in the game where you sort of, you start off as, like, this pilot in training, and then, of course, you have to become a pilot and get your mech even before you're ready. Because right. that's how these games start. Of course. Like, and of the course. lead dude's name is, like, Jack Cooper. It's, like, the most bland lead character ever. <laughs> how do those names always clear? There's got to be a Jack Cooper out there. Is that why? There's, there's probably, like, so thousands many. of Jack Coopers, yeah. yeah. So I mean, but there's none, like, in the Demeter system. <laughs> so it's okay. Because <laughs> this is in the future. So this is the... There's this war between the government and this corporation, and they're basically having a human civil war. Got it. Um, so they're fighting in these titans on all these planets. So... There's a point early on where, like, you fight through your first group of enemy titans, okay. and there's a new, like, there's a titan weapon sitting on the ground. And your titan starts telling you about it and how great it is. And one of your options is to say, like, it sounds like you're in love. And he's like, well, human love is defined as blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. So, yes, I am 35% in love. <laughs> it's just like, okay, this game is awesome. Um but it's just it just gets more fun from there on out. It's just really smart, and the level design is great. And there's a lot of it uses sort of the speed of it and the the abilities that you have to sort of wall run and and jump fast and that kind of stuff. So that like you can go through and try to kill every enemy and sort of take your time, or 
in some of these areas, it's better to just try to run past everything and not get shot too much. This, is, okay. this is Xbox so exclusive, fun. right? Or I think all. it's on PlayStation also. I mean, I, think, I have yeah. both now. My, um, my I know it's definitely on Xbox, Xbox One, one. but I think this so. one's on PlayStation. I'm not certain. I can find out for you, though. Um, uh, but it's awesome, and I highly recommend it. I haven't finished it yet. but I was going to mention a game, too, but let's hear what you're saying. No, no, no. Go is. for it. Mention your second game. I, 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 I was just going to do real real quick. I've, I've been playing Mafia 3, and... Uh, Mm, the reason I, the re, oh, it's very good. It's it's the reason I mention is because for some odd reason I have never been able to get into Grand Theft Auto mm-hmm. except for the original uh, uh, bird's down. eye view top yeah, down. Yeah, I love ah, Grand Theft Auto. That, that was way. The, that yep. was the only one I was ever really into. For some reason I could never get into the other games, and but I loved the Godfather game, which is essentially yes, Grand Theft I Auto. I played the Godfather game. Yeah, yeah, it's Grand Theft Auto, but but you're you're hanging Godfather out with all universe. the Godfather. Everybody yeah. came back and did their voices, with yeah. the exception of Al Pacino, which they they changed his character almost completely. Didn't look like yeah. uh, Al Pacino, so he definitely said, "No, I do not want to be involved at all." Yeah. Not even his likeness was was used. But uh, Marlon Brando got to do it before he died, which is really cool because you get to have a conversation with the Godfather. So yeah. that's cool. But anyway, Mafia Three is I I don't know if it's a continuation, but I think it's EA. Maybe I'm wrong. It it seems to be a very similar style to the Godfather, and I. Yeah. I love it. Like I, I love it. You're in you're in 1960s uh, Louisiana and uh, New Orleans to be exact, and um, New Orleans. And you're you're a black gentleman who was a, a, a war veteran, uh, and uh, now he's come back and he's kind of he's un, I think he's undercover for the CIA in in, in gangland or whatever. Right. But you basically have to build build a gang. You have to become the yeah. boss of, of New Orleans. Um, the reason I mention it is is because I've been so pissed off these last two days. In the game, you are fighting so many fucking racist rednecks, like, <laughs> and they're all calling you the N word and all those. It's and the game warns you in the very beginning. Uh-huh. Like, they says this takes place in 1960s New Orleans. So, in order to create the realism, we use the language from that time period. So, if anybody's offended, you know, apologies or whatever. Yeah. Um, but but the but the the language is very harsh. But it feels good to blow all these fucking rednecks' heads off. Now I'm not saying I want to do that in real life, <laughs> right? But that's because that's but why a we catharsis. Exactly. There. Yeah. That's yeah. why we have these video games that's and us civilized shooters. humans. Yeah. Exactly. Because I hate to say it, but it's in us to kill. Like it's a human instinct, or at least to kill to survive, at the very least. And 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 we've gotten angry enough where we're like, oh, I want to that guy to death obviously you don't mean that but right. you can but do it in the video go home game world and you can shoot some racists exactly. or aliens or... and i it yeah, makes me next. feel good it, <laughs> it's 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 so fun like i love when they're on the ground twitching and they're kind of still alive <laughs> and, <laughs> the fucking head and it's so it's so sadistic but it's just it gives me that small pleasure that, but because i am such a softy like when i see like i just saw hacksaw ridge this, this weekend or his past yes yeah, past weekend oh, by the way really oh my god one it knocked bvs out of my top 10 <laughs> Same. I loved it. <laughs> All right. Wow. It must be better than not seeing a movie. <laughs> okay. Sorry. When you see my top ten, Kyle. Get that dig. Get that dig in. When you in. see my top ten, yeah. you'll, you'll, you'll respect it. I'm <laughs> sure I will agree with Trust seven you. of your top ten. At least. That's fair. At least. I mean, There's I no assume comic book your top in ten. Oh I, oh, I was oh. say Suicide Squad. No, I figured that no, would be No, BBS is higher than Suicide Squad. Oh. Okay. See, so is, uh, Cap- so is Captain America 3 and Doctor Strange. Okay. I love Suicide Squad, but... I, I, I put a word belonged, uh, in my opinion. <laughs> in my opinion, it's still high up there. It's still probably in the top twenty. That's but fair. No, anyway, that's fair. but my top ten. It's there's no. Remember, I told you there's no uh, hundred plus million uh, movies in there, like oh, yeah. box office wise. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, 
But yeah, uh, Coxsaw Ridge was fantastic. But I mean, watching those soldiers go through that, and obviously that's you know realist, more realistic. But it's right. I haven't felt that way since Saving Private Ryan. Like this is definitely mm. oh, the best wow. war movie since Saving Private Ryan. Okay. And we all know, like you know, Mel Gibson, he's a fucking asshole, but he's trying. To, he's trying to be on the road of redemption. I hope it's sincere because I really want the Mel back that I love, the, the lethal weapon Mel, because that guy did exist at one time. But then this other persona took over because he just fucking lost his mind, basically. I think it just it was, it was a midlife crisis that just turned evil. But anyway, the man can direct a movie. And this movie is so good. And one people can even call it possibly faith-based because the, 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 the gentleman's faith is a very important part of the movie. Okay. But it's not preachy mm-hmm. like because i because i'm after, when i'm watching the first 30 minutes i'm, I'm already enjoying it because andrew garfield just he's such a likable dude he's such a lovable guy and i'm thinking to myself I'm like i hope this doesn't upset kyle too much because there's a lot of god in this but at, as the movie ended i was like thinking to myself i was like no kyle's not that's just not gonna bug anybody who, yeah if who, it's if it's preachy it's not that's it'll yeah. bother me if it's like he survived like there's a difference between he survived because he had faith yeah. And he survived because, like, God stepped in and saved him. Yeah, that's... Like, that's, you know... Yeah, and I won't give away too much there because there's, there is some parts that, you, that that made me at least start to roll my eyes. Mm-hmm. And then for some... They said something right after that brought it right back. I'm like, whoa, never mind. Good job. You know, like, it was... That's it, cool. It was, like, from the man who made Passion of the Christ, it, it, it it's... I mean, dude's not even Catholic. The character's not even Catholic. He's, like, seventh advocate. Adventist or whatever the fuck it is. Right. But anyway, uh, I went way off on a fucking... We were talking about video games. It's okay. Go see Hacksaw Ridge. You guys will love it. It's one of the best movies of the year. Easy. Yes. Uh, Kyle, you had another yes, game you want to talk about. the other video game I want to talk about really quick... And this one has me excited. ...is Mass Effect Andromeda. And this one has me very excited. so excited for this. Yes. Have you played the Mass Effect trilogy? Oh, yes. Okay. I, I want to play it again now. Mass Effect Me trilogy. too. I may in preparation are they, are they, for this. It's, are they remastering it like the way they did Uncharted It doesn't and Halo? sound like it. They just I put 2 and 3 on backwards compatibility, so I don't think they're going to remaster it. But that, but that kind of fucks it up because you have to play one, so you can like kind of get... Cause you the, don't have to. You don't like, but 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 if I remember Mass Effect correctly, though. Well, no, no, no. One was already one. on backwards compatibility. Oh. You could already play one backwards oh. compatible. Okay, Sorry, okay. they added two and three because because one of my favorite things about Mass Effect is the fact that you Sorry, do yeah. stuff in the first game that yes, affects that things affects in the, the third, third game. game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. that that to me, I can't believe that's never existed before. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but it's it's ambitious, and like if you look at their story docs, it's huge. Yeah, but. I mean, people had issues with Mass Effect 3 and the trilogy because in the end, it it did boil down to red, blue, and green. And it was a little more complicated than that. There were a little bit yeah. of other changes. But it basically boiled down to picking a an outcome, and no matter what you did, it was going to boil down to that. Yeah, I lost my entire crew. Um, <laughs> entire sucks. fucking crew. That sucks. I yep. really messed that game up. Um that's why I want to play it again. I want to try to get at least half my crew survive. <laughs> Jesus. But uh, to me, it wasn't... To me, like, I look at the whole game of three as the ending. The choices you made in the first two come to fruition in the third one in preparation for the final battle. Because right. it's not like when you get to... Spoilers. When you get to the Reapers, when you you take the catalyst and put it together with the Citadel... Right. You know, it's not like there's going to be a hundred different choices based on whether you punched the reporter or got her to report a good story or whether you saved, you know, the 
what are they called? The Krogans or not. Yeah. Or whether Legion and the Geth sacrificed themselves or survived. Like, that's not going to determine... There's not going to be an infinite number of things that happen at the end there. Like, it makes sense that all of those things are how you affect how you get to that end point. Yeah. And that right. end point comes down to Shepard and who Shepard is as a person and this machine talking to them. So yeah. for me, it was like, it was that the things you did before led to whether you saved the Geth or not and whether you allowed the Krogans to, re, to be able to, you know, repopulate their species. You, you, know? you can... You can be a girl in that one, right? Too, right? Yes, you, I was. Yeah. I was Femme Shep the entire time. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. I want to play it again. I'm gonna be the girl. This time. So the new one has a really clever way they're doing it. So it's so the basic premise is you're on these. You're on this ship. That's you're in cryostasis. You're traveling from the Milky Way galaxy to the Andromeda galaxy, and they leave. They actually sort of hint at this in Mass Effect Three. I think it is two or three, where you have this mission. I think with the Asari. And afterwards, uh, the Asari you're talking to talks about contingency plans and preservation of species and preservation of life. Yeah, I kind of remember that. And the Andromeda Initiative was started almost two decades earlier, before Mass Effect 3, before they knew about Reapers. This was always a plan to sort of send people to the next galaxy over and start colonizing it. Right. But when the Reapers, it looked like the Reapers were going to take over and destroy everything in the Milky Way galaxy... They sort of accelerated that plan and launched it to get out of there before the end of the solar system, not the solar system, the galaxy. Right. So you're you're on board this. You're, from my understanding, your father is the Pathfinder. He's the lead of that arc. And okay. there are four arcs, each with different species aboard, is my understanding. And so your main character, you can either be a male or female, but the two characters you can play are brother and sister. So they both exist in the game no matter which one you choose. That's good. It's just, I think, just the roles they play swap. So whichever one you choose, you play the same game, and the other one takes this this role as your sibling and doing their own thing. Because they don't... They don't change the story for the female shepherd, do they? Like they, it like no. she, she even falls in, like has relationships with the same people. There are you, there you are some do... relationships that are the same, and some relationships I believe that are different. Okay. So there are some paths because there are certain characters that are straight or bi or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, there are certain that characters chick, that I think is in everything. Uh, yeah, Liana. She's a pansexual. Yeah. Yes, uh, sexual. Fluidity. Either yeah, yeah. Somebody like her, either one can hook up with. I don't think Garrus, you know, hooks up with a, a guy. No. Um, yeah. You know, so it's sort of it depends on who no. you. <clears throat> that would be that would on be... the character. Like it has to fit the character. That'd be is, too, progress- is, that'd be too progressive. Plan. <laughs> yes, interspecies homosexual relationships. Yeah. Although at that point, is it really? No, is it it's really? Not. Yeah. But um, they just launched their sort of ARG ARG website, where you have videos that are sort of teaching you about the Andromeda Initiative and its goal, and it's going to teach you about the the equipment you're going to have, the weapons you're going to have, all that kind of stuff over the next couple of months because it's supposed to come out in March. April, May, March twenty first, I think, is the rumor right now. Okay, but it's not <clears throat> official yet. Not sooner than I thought. Um, they say spring, so I guess that's what March. If April, I want to play those games, I better play them quick. Um, yeah, I was thinking about picking it up, picking up the trilogy, and just playing it. Yeah, I think my roommate has it, so I, she has so many fucking games. Yeah, but it looks really good. I'm really excited it, for it. It does look really, really good. Just the the trailers and the instructional videos so far are a good indication of how awesome it's going to be. Yeah. 
And it looks like there's going to be this sort of, you know, you're going to be exploring this sort of new frontier, this new galaxy. But it looks like there's also going to be sort of this underlying mystery about this galaxy, similar to, like, the Reapers right. and the Protheans and some of that sort of ancient stuff going on. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Which I'm I did. I, I dig that background and that story element. Yeah. That was one of my favorite things about Mass Effect is there was such a rich story to yeah. all of it. To the universe, to everything that it made me want to. Again, I'm I'm still playing Skyrim because I want yeah. every little tidbit of every yeah. single little story thread before I move on. I don't think that game has any end. I think you're just going to get side <laughs> missions for the rest of eternity. <laughs> so Probably. I don't like. I, I think. Uh, yeah. I mean, because they eventually they become. They, I mean, not eventually. Like pretty soon they become repetitive. Like the, a lot of the missions are the same things over and over again. Yeah. I mean, how many? I mean, Jesus. How many books <laughs> can I go look for for the for the stupid college of, of <laughs> I will, magic? And I will stuff. say this. infinite number. Of I remember books. the first uh. time I played Mass Effect. Kyle, you let me borrow the trilogy, mm-hmm. and it took me forever to to to, to I played it early on, mm-hmm. and I couldn't get into it because the controls were really kind of wonky. Like the shooter, yeah, they were a little I, difficult. They were just different than any shooter I'd played. Yeah, and I couldn't get used to it. And then eventually, you told me how to how to do it. And you're like, oh, you have to use this. Yeah, well, the first one, the weird thing about the first one is that your bullets hitting the target are less based on, they're based somewhat on how you're aiming, but then there's like a behind the scenes dice roll that happens. It's sort of RPG stats. Yeah. Yeah. As you get to the second and third one, the, the, in the way that like, if you have a weapon that has less accuracy, your bullets sort of go a little all over the place. Yeah. You see that in, like, the recoil and that kind of stuff. So it's skill-based as opposed to, you know, uh, uh, stat-based. I enjoyed the second game much, much more. So. Yes. And, and the third <clears throat> game ha- is, I think, is even better control. I think the second game has the best... Maybe the first game has the best story. Yeah. I think the second yeah. game has the best, like, design. Like, I like all that stuff about it. And then the third one, I think, has the best controls. And... and Video game world, it's it's the exact opposite of the way in the movie world where sequels are more yeah. often than not the better game, <clears throat> and they just keep yeah. usually they keep getting better if it's the right company. Uh, eventually, yes. they start getting to be the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Like, as much as I like, as much I like the Halo series, Halo Four and Five are pretty much yeah. the same game. Well, and if you're Ubisoft, <clears throat> Ubisoft, you release a a good proof of concept game first, an amazing second game that delivers on the promise. Uh, in Assassin's Creed, then they did two side games that were really good. Then the third game was not so good. But then the fourth game was really good. Well, all these, <laughs> all these next-gen games coming, I, I'm, I'm still waiting for that Red Dead Redemption announcement. Even though they've already teased it, but they haven't announced anything. I need that game. I need a next-gen Red Dead Redemption. Redemption. Jesus Christ. Okay, all right, so we are running. over an hour. Yeah. So. yeah what yeah, else maybe, did we want to talk about? Well, okay, we look have, at, we let's have do this. Westworld on the docket, but uh-huh. I feel like we should save that for next time and discuss two episodes. For when uh, more heads here. I agree with that, yeah. and also because i got to tell you, and just to go, we won't get too deep into it, this is my, and I think I said this on the text message, this is my favorite episode of this season. It was so So good. I want to watch it again actually yes. before we discuss okay. it because I, I, I want to take, take some notes because I, I thought about it right now I, even before you said that like as we were leading up to it because wow, what a good fucking episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Evan Rachel Wood wasn't even in it. 
and she's been the best character so far. But I think Tandy Newton's kind of taken over my what's her name? I can't remember. Maeve. Maeve. Yeah. She's taken over my as my favorite character. And Teddy, he was so good in this. Oh my god. Okay. Yes. Yeah. We, we're gonna discuss this when Morehead comes back. Yes. Uh, and we'll, we'll also get more into. Uh, we'll have an escape pod uh, hopefully when there's more Star Wars news. But we should mention one thing about Star Wars because yes, the news is out there, and I'll let you take it, Potter. <clears throat> um, we have casting news, which is kind of old news now, now but, is, but we still, we haven't we had a chance to mention it, it yeah. and that is the fact that. Our good friend, I think we can call him our good friend, right? I mean, <laughs> sure. We don't really know friend. him, but Donald Glover is going to play Lando Calrissian. Yes. So Lando Griffin from Family Guy? <laughs> Lando Griffin. Um, yeah, so God just, damn it, I'm just happy about this. think about Donald Glover interacting we were, with Alden Ehrenreich and those two being... Han and Lando we, together, we were and so, that is awesome. We were so happy when it was just a rumor, and 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 the but thing we about called it was, this, we called both we did, of these casting. We, we called this we, like we yes. did. We, we did. This. We, we did. were we were early adopters. Yes, of this. we did. I remember yes. we, all of us. Ideas. All of us walked. All of us walked out of at least three Hail of us. Season. Hail season. Were all four of us there? Or just three. Uh, Potter saw it separate. I think, yeah, I think did Potter I? saw it. Yeah, 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 three yeah. of us we walked out. We talked about it on the pod. We did. Yeah, all of us immediately. Alden Ironreich for fucking Solo. Him and Taron Edgerton. Those those were our two. Yeah. Guys, we were champion, and yep. and, and uh, Alden got it, and and we've been since we uh, mentioned. Or actually, I don't even think they mentioned Lando was going to be in it. I think we started talking about it. We were hoping Lando would yeah. be in it, and we picked Donald Glover, even though the other names they threw out there at the time were cool names. Oh, sure, yeah, but you know, dude, this is this is it. This is the yeah. this man was born to play that role. This man was born to play Han Solo, but they're not going to let him do that. So next best thing, I'm down for a black Han Solo. Me too. I, yeah. I and then there's a that. big accident at the end of the movie, and he becomes white. <laughs> <laughs> he gets bleached. He body swaps. Body swaps. Yeah, there you go. That's a better. That's a better storyline. Anyway, it's uh, the force, man. So yeah, so it's that's not the way the force. That's works. very exciting. <laughs> and the funny thing was, is I was listening to another podcast, Batman on Batman, and it wasn't Kevin Smith. It was Mark, his partner, Mark Bernard, and it was only him. And he mentioned something that Kyle's been champion, championing for a long time. I think it was Kyle. A heist movie within Star Wars. Yes. And he says that's what he wants. He's like, if that's what it is, if it's Lando Calrissian and it's Han Solo, yeah. a heist. I, I was in anyway, I, but holy yeah. crap. Oh, I'm so, I'm so in for that. <laughs> like, that would be amazing. The, it would, it, it's it's going to be fun. I mean, there, there should be a little bit about that card game and the, the Millennium Falcon, but I have a feeling it's going to be a quick... Like I a want minute that to scene. Be, like they're not going to make it a big focus. I would, it's going to be something really quick. I kind of want that to be at the very end to like end on that little punchline and then credits. Yeah, I think like they've been flying the ship the whole funny. time. And it's like yeah. Let's play for the ship. It's like the post-credit yeah. sequence. Yeah. Oh yeah. There you go. That's all right too. Yeah. Sabic. <laughs> whatever. That they would shout be when they win the game. So funny. Uh, so it's uh, yeah. That's very exciting news. Um, yes. Because I've been is. also telling everybody and their mother they need to watch Atlanta. Because Donald Glover is. I need to. Yeah, I got to start watching it. Oh, I've heard Glover, nothing but good things about it. Mm-hmm. It's. I'm so glad a man like him exists, but it also makes me sad that a person can be so fucking talented and not just share a little bit of that talent with each one of us because he just has just fucking bottles and bottles and bottles of it. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. a fucking Coors Light fucking bottle factory full of just talent. Except, like, it's good. Yes. <laughs> That's right, Coors Light sucks. Yes. Coors Light is not a sponsor of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Stella Artois. There's a good beer. Anyway. Um, it's all right. They have really good cider. They do. Stella makes cider? Actually, yeah, yes. Stella makes a really good like cider. Like alcoholic cider? Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. To be honest with you, I don't think in my entire life I've ever had alcoholic cider. But anyway. 
It's really good with I whiskey think of. mixed together. Yeah. Interesting. I haven't tried that. That sounds deadly. You know, it's funny. I, we were be. mentioning Star Wars this entire time. This entire podcast, Potter has been deck building or whatever he's been doing. No, I've been with the Star Wars customizable card game um, by Decipher. The Decipher, the, the good one from card from game. way back. Yeah, but I mean, this, this is the kind of game. Like, yeah, they don't make any more new cards for it, but you can still keep playing it, right? Like, oh yes, yeah. You yeah. Can and you still, between, uh, keep buying it. Yeah, you, you could. Yep. Between between <laughs> Kyle, between Kyle and Potter, you guys have to have every card. No, no. Uh, no, probably How many not. cards does this game have? Oh, a shit ton. Literally. Jesus Christ. Literally. Yeah. Each expansion is like 150 cards, usually 130 to 150 yeah. different cards. And there's different levels of rarity. Yeah. Is the hard part. Okay. It's, well, uh, it's super cool, guys. Yeah. We'll say this We're right now. Out. We are we are nerdy <laughs> as fuck, but even within the nerd world, Magic the Gathering, that card playing is, is like uber nerd. Like, if you do those things... And I actually never got into the magic at all, but I did buy Star Wars cards because it was fucking Star Wars. Yeah. Of course. And I bought Star Trek cards too. I don't think it was original series. I think it was only Next Generation. Maybe I'm wrong. There was a Next Gen There was game. a Next Gen yeah. card game, yes. Because I used ne- to have also that. Also by No, but it was only Next Gen though, right? There was no well, original. Well, expanded, they expanded into all of the movies and all of the series, but then again, Decipher went uh, on they, the wayside. They lost licenses. Yeah. Some of that was due to embezzlement, apparently. Yeah. I just researched this because well, I was the, like, I didn't know why they stopped making these or why they lost the licenses. Yeah. But well, with with Star Wars, um, West End Games had the RPG license for a long time. Yes, and they were about to do literally about to release a Rogue Squadron book, which would have been which awesome. would have been amazing. Yep. Um, but then they lost the license because their their license was up. And Lucasfilm, LucasArts, whoever owned Star Wars at the time, um, decided they wanted to go with Wizards of the Coast. And then when Decipher's license was up, they decided to go with Wizards of the Coast again. Just so it was and all this one, in one this place, one's basically. This one's, this this one's Decipher. Decipher, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's better. It's it's a lot more fun and robust than than Wizards yeah. card game, so, basically. Just so I, let, so I I didn't let you guys know, I did collect these cards, mm-hmm. but I never played the game. Like, I have no idea how to play this game. Like, I remember I used to collect the cards, and I wanted to learn how to play. I just kept buying decks and decks and decks and decks and decks just because there were Star Wars cards. Yeah. I remember I, when I got a Han Solo card, I got super excited, and my friend was like, oh, I got, like, six of those. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I don't know. Depends on which Han Solo card. It was That's just, true. The, it was just yep. the generic card. It was, I mean, just it was just the one that said the, the, char- con. the character card. Han Solo character card. Mm-hmm. Right, but is it like... Oh, you don't have it. Right? I don't have it in here. Okay. Yeah. Um, is it like... Was it Han Solo? Or it was Han did Solo. it just say Han? No, it was Han Solo. Okay, it was like it was like it was like his whatever like main character card. They all had their main character card. Right, right. But there's a bunch of different character cards. Okay, for each. Character. It, he was in his Episode Four uniform or uniform, yeah. his outfit. And I don't know. I'll I'll we'll, 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 we'll I still have the card. I just don't know where I I, yeah. I have those cards somewhere. I think I gave him the Potter actually, didn't I? No, you gave me what the magic you? ones. I gave you the yeah. magic ones. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I wouldn't give him Star Wars. No, <laughs> I wouldn't have taken those. I would have been like, okay, cool, you've got these. Now let's build a deck and play. Yeah. So yeah. I can't wait to play this game and and then the other play. board game that Kyle bought, Rebellion. Yeah, it's a board Is it game. Like right? this one. That's it. That's the exact card. Okay, yeah. That's that's the generic then. That's the generic like starter deck version. No, that's yeah. not it actually. Okay. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Okay. It probably is. It probably is. There's also it, well, it was in a starter deck. It wasn't in a regular pack. Okay, because there's this one. That's it. Okay. That's it. That's a good one. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. it. That's yeah. that's because of that picture. I remember that picture very, very, very yeah. well. Okay. Okay. And then there's like this one. 
Sorry, this no, is a no, great podcast. With it is. <laughs> what about can this you, card? Can you guys we'll see all of the cards? Oh my god, good. We'll have this conversation <laughs> off pod. So because we've gone long, uh, and hopefully you guys are still with us and we haven't lost you. But hey, more if more it hasn't didn't been here. Lose last... you in the first like three minutes of political talk, we probably didn't. Yeah, you've probably stuck around. But Morehead hasn't been here for the last three out of four pods. So like, he, there's no one here to timekeep for us. We're just we just go Does off on our tangents. Nice. So anyway. So let's, oh, let's, your indoor cards. We have, to, <laughs> we have all got distracted by these cards now. So, so distracted. Let's sign off now. Uh, I am Daniel Villalobos. And next to me? Kyle Bound. Next to him, Building Decks. Joshua Potter. See you next time on The Way We Nerd. Thanks for listening. If you want more from the nerds, check us out on the intertubes at thewaywenerd.com. And if you haven't already, you should follow us on Facebook and Twitter at The Way We Nerd, and subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next week, this is The Way We Nerd. <laughs>